We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. You know, this Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students. America first. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of We the Deplorables, the place for faith, family, freedom, the Constitution, and everything else that makes America great, with, of course, a Christian bent. So today, I want to tackle something that is really causing a lot of harm to America and to Americans, that if we don't start fighting and if we don't start standing up against, we're going to have a real problem on our hands. In fact, we already have a problem on our hands, and that is cancel culture and woke politics. And both of these things are silencing free speech and wreaking havoc Uh, and causing legitimate harm to others all in the name of wokeness. Now, cancel culture used to be called political correctness until that phrase had a negative connotation on it. So the Democrats just rebranded it into cancel. Let's cancel people that have views that we deem offensive. And I'm sure eventually they're going to rebrand cancel culture because a lot more people are getting tired of it. They're recognizing how dangerous it is and they're not going to put up with it anymore which is very good and very important because if we don't stop this, we might lose our country to something as simple as um, the silencing of free speech. So I wanted to give you a definition of cancel culture and uh, woke culture, and then we're going to get into some legitimate examples of harm that have come from cancel culture, how it's literally changing America, and also uh, the spiritual aspects of it. And of course, I'll end with some good news. So according to dictionary.com, cancel culture is, quote, the phenomenon or practice of publicly rejecting, boycotting, or ending support for particular people of gr- or groups because of their socially or morally unacceptable views or actions. So the phrase cancel cancel culture is typically used in a pejorative way to describe a variety of actions, uh, forcing controversial speakers to cancel lectures, also called deplatforming, removing statues and other memorials from public spaces, or ganging up on some person or cause on social media. And I've, again, got lots of um, uh, examples for you, which we're going to get into. But we've all seen on the news, unless you watch uh, anything but Fox, uh, we've all seen the defacing of statues, calling um, people, some of our founding fathers, racist, et cetera, et cetera. Even Lincoln. I mean, how far do you have to go in 
idiocy to think that Lincoln was a racist. I mean, my God, people, he freed the slaves. Emancipation Proclamation Oh, wait, critical race theory tells us that because he was white, he was automatically racist and um, an oppressor, which we're going to get into critical race theory in depth in the next episode. So deplatforming, you know, people that can't even give speeches at colleges because crybabies basically start throwing a fit because they don't agree with their politics and speech has been deemed harmful. Therefore, let's call in the hot chocolate and the puppies. But the problem is who is deciding what is socially or morally unacceptable? I mean, is it the media? Is it Democrats? Is it the crazy far-left activists that hate this country like BLM and uh, Antifa, which I'm going to also get into depth, uh, in depth later on those topics? As Christ followers, we know that truth is a person. And he recorded his thoughts and intents over hundreds of years through inspired writers that were then collected in a book that we call the Bible. Unfortunately, a lot of people who call themselves Christians don't even believe the Bible is without error. Unfortunately, they think it's a bunch of stories and a bunch of life lessons. But if you truly believe that the Bible is the thoughts of God in written form and truth, then... We know that that's what determines what is morally and social, socially acceptable. Unfortunately, both society and, again, many churches don't even view the Bible as the inerrant truth anymore, so truth is up for grabs. What's even scarier is that truth is also whatever you want it to be. I mean, look at things like identify as a male when you're, you know, uh, when you're biologically a female. That's okay now because that's, quote, your truth. Forget science. Forget the fact that even with surgery, a male's brain is still male. It's science. But science is now oppressive, according to the woke crowd. Look at critical race theory. Again, that's truth for some. And it's basically a theory, right? So note the word theory, that all white people are racist because of the color of their skin. Isn't that what some did to black folks back in the day? I call this reverse racism. But they take it even further. Mathematics science are all oppressive. It's white people's ideas. The country itself, America, is inherently oppressive and must be destroyed and rebuilt. It's a theory that politicians and school boards across this country are trying to shove down our throats and affect the next generation of young people. Why? Why would they support a theory that teaches school children to hate each other based on the color of their skin? Have you ever wondered that? There's more going on here, folks, than we realize. And, it, and it's at a school near you, even small towns, conservative towns. It's coming, or it's already there. So today, truth is whatever you decide. Unless you go against the woke culture, then you're in trouble. For example, if I was to say that I identify as fully vaccinated for COVID, I'd be scolded, possibly attacked, for not believing the science. Yet I'm supposed to believe that a person with a penis is not a male, and a person with a vagina is not a female. And what exactly is woke? Well, it's slang for having, quote, a marked or having or marked by an active awareness of systemic injustices and prejudices, especially those related to civil and human rights. Sounds great, huh? But again, who is defining the injustice? Media, politicians, activist groups? For example, Joe Biden 
has a long history of saying racist things and associating with known racists as current as 2020. And yet he gets a free pass because he's a Democrat. But if anyone else, and by that I mean a Democrat, questions the wisdom of burning down cities when a black man is killed by police or questions the idea of defunding police and highlights the evidence of how destructive that has been, especially in big Democrat-controlled cities, that person is a racist and must be canceled. The rules of the woke culture only apply to those who agree, who don't agree with them. Like another example, Jimmy Fallon. In March of 2021, old photos of him wearing blackface surface. Was he canceled? Nope. And then Camila Cabello, a singer and songwriter, tweeted some racist things in her past, and that surfaced in 2019, but she's still the face of L'Oreal. Where on earth did cancel culture originate? I'm not sure, but I can tell you that Twitter has played a significant role in people being canceled, and it spreads like wildfire. In fact, the phrase, Twitter, do your thing, is the dog whistle for all of the people to unleash the latest cyber shunning and bullying that then forces public apologies, but often those are ignored, and the victim's career is ruined. And I've noticed that's not conservatives canceling. Have, have you noticed that? It's progressives and liberals, politicians, and other people in positions of power, like the media, who believe that they are the gods of speech, especially, quote, harmful speech. Ironically, they can say things like, I fantasize about shooting white people in the head and get interviewed as heroes by mainstream media pundits on the Communist News Network and Elmas DNC. And like most gossip, even if it's not true, the damage is done. There's no going back. Woke people, dominantly white college students and throwbacks from the 60s and 70s, are sitting as judge and jury in scary ways. So I want to start giving you a few examples. So the first one uh, is, and, it, and it's stuff like you would never think... Um, People would cancel, right? So you got Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson, great guy, great actor. He has um, compared cancel culture to a medieval mob looking for someone to burn. Well, let's look at a few people that have been burned. Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. His company was ditched by nearly 20 retailers, probably more at the time of this recording, after he publicly questioned the electoral results of the 2020 presidential election. He even had uh, a movie that he made, which, by the way, I watched, and it's really good, that um, uncovered some of the, uh, how would I say it, discrepancies. Uh, And he is an avid supporter of President Donald Trump. Uh, Chris Harrison, longtime host of ABC's The Bachelor, he decided to step aside after defending current contestant uh, Rachel Kirkconnell when old photos surfaced of her attending an Old South antebellum party. And he's basically like, man, let's let's offer some grace uh, to her. She was young. She probably didn't realize that what she did was maybe offensive to some. J.K. Rowling. Guys, this is a famous author of the Harry Potter series. She faced backlash for voicing her fears that the push for transgender rights will ultimately endanger women's rights, rights that women have worked very hard to have, like equal pay and being able to vote. The list goes on and on. I mean, you've got Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram. Uh, you've got Washington, Lincoln, and Jefferson, Goya Foods. Remember, they had the audacity to be recognized and go to President Trump's White House for an event 
uh, my gosh, you would have thought that they were, you know, Hitler themselves standing there in the White House. However, their sales went up quite a bit after uh, people tried to cancel them. And then there was a pianist. Now, this is a very interesting one. The pianist, his name is Daniel Elder, and he lived in some of the cities that were being burned down after George Floyd was uh, killed. And he was just so overwhelmed with the violence and the potential harm that could come to himself and those he loved. And so he said, enjoy burning it all down, you well-intentioned blind people. I'm done. He puts it on Twitter. And since that time, he's not been able to have um, any, uh, um, oh, what's the word? Publishers publish his music. He's been blackballed. Local uh, choral directors refuse to program his music for fear of provoking a, a backlash, and they won't even let him sing in choir because he refused to do the apology tour. And he wasn't speaking out against the fact that George Floyd was murdered. What he's saying is, why are you burning down our city? That's all he wanted to know. But let me play this interview of another musician named Ariel Pink. Uh, this is uh, someone that Tucker Carlson interviewed after he was canceled. So you're an artist. Artists do transgressive things. You did the most transgressive thing. You came out as a public Trump supporter, and then you went to a Trump rally. What happened next? I went to the White House to see our president and went to the hotel, took a nap, end of story. When did you find out that your career had been destroyed? Well, uh, about two days later. Uh, by that point, uh, yeah, my, my label had, had written me already uh, sort of uh, to inform me that they were getting a lot of heat and a lot of uh, backlash yes. for supporting me, and, and they reassured me that they were not going to drop me. <laughs> they always reassure you first, don't they? And, you know, and I was just like, you know, I mean, I, I didn't make any apologies. I was just, I was, I felt like I hadn't, I hadn't done anything, so, but these articles obviously placed me at the siege. Yes. Which I, which I was not at, so. Now, of course, I don't advocate for violence. Of course not. At all. In any walk of life. And just to be clear, you committed no violence while in Washington. Of course not. I mean, I mean, I was there for a peaceful rally, and that's that's all it was to me. Yes. And uh, but but there was no fact checking or anything like that. Uh, these 130 articles went went out in the course of 24 hours, and just the backlash was just so they succumbed to cancel cancel culture. So basically, that's. So what did your label say after reassuring you they weren't going to drop you? What happened then? Well, then they, then 24 hours later, they they wrote back saying that they they texted me, telling me that they uh, were going to go public and drop me at that point. So, if you're a recording artist, which you are, and you can't record, what does that mean? Well, and I can't tour either at this at this point. So, it pretty much leaves me destitute and on the street. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm sort of overwhelmed right now, and I don't know exactly what to do, but. So for going to a political rally, not participating in violence, not seeing any violence, not even being aware there was violence when you went to bed in your hotel, for that, your career disappeared in one day. Yeah. That's, that's, your livelihood gone. Yeah. 
that's that's and, and no uh, no apologies, no uh, no support. I've had. I mean, my family's been getting death threats. They don't even know that I'm here. I, I had to sneak away because they were so terrified of me coming on TV. They've been they've been getting it all week. Me too. I mean, the hate is just overwhelming, and uh, there's new articles being written. Just 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 people are so mean. You've lived in this country all your life. Do you recognize it? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. I mean, this is what I voted against. Right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't vote so much for Trump as, as against cancel culture and this, this environment that, that's been blazing for, for about four years, but is about to ramp up and get even worse. So. so I'm just so struck by the fact that you are not a political person. You did not sign up for this. Are you worried that it will destroy you as a person? Uh, no, I'm not so worried about that. I mean, I've, I've, I've been canceled before. I've been canceled many times. I know how the whole thing works. It's, it doesn't really affect my ego. Yes. Um, which isn't, which isn't to say it doesn't hurt my feelings. It does. Yeah. But, uh, but I know that it's not real. So, so I just, uh, you know, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got family. I've got a small small group around me that sort of uh, keeps me centered and uh, and and I and I also believe my, in myself I know I didn't do anything wrong so there's no reason why I should feel remor remorseful about this amen so you know how unreasonable and scary and punitive a moment this is you're taking a huge risk coming on the show why are you doing it I don't have any other recourse like, what am I going to do? Like, am I, am I going to be able to uh, get my statement out uh, in magazines? I mean, uh, who, who's right now? The narrative is being is being pushed, and it's there's there's not very many people that are going to let a counter narrative enter into the fold. I mean, there's there's, there's no nuance. There's no there's no kind of I I don't know what <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> You had no choice, basically, if you want to tell your story. I have no choice. I had no choice. There's nothing else for me to do. I, I can't even afford my lawyer right now. So. Last question. What do you think the purpose of all of this is? Well, I think it's desperation and fear that's driving the whole thing. I think, uh, I think there's a... There's a, there's a, there's been a very very big effort to unseat the president, or at least not let him have four more years, which I think is fair. I mean, he lost, and I think he lost fairly. I'm not disputing anything. I'm, Biden is perfectly fine with me as president, um, but I think that there was just uh, no. I think that they're still scared or something like that. It seems like uh, they're sore winners at this point, and. Uh, People seem to want to kick me down as well, uh, much like uh, like they have Trump um, kick us down when we're down. I don't think you know that. I, I believe that they're. I don't even know what. Uh, I don't know what's, what the future is with regards to, to Trump, but I think uh, you know it's it's. I don't know. I I, I don't want to comment on that. They're sore winners. They're sore winners. Yeah. Good luck. When reasonable people like you are destroyed, it, all of us should take notice. And I, so I appreciate you telling your story. Thank you. Thanks, Tucker. That's amazing. So in a 24-hour period, this man's 
um, uh, career has been ruined. He's destitute. And then you have Georgia. So Georgia, this one is very interesting, and it shows a topic I'm going to cover later about how Democrats always steal the narrative, and Republicans need to wake up on how they do this. So the voting laws were attacked as being racist, implying that black folk can't get driver's license or know how to vote. I mean, we're not in the 1860s or even the 1960s, so woke corporations, including the Major League Baseball and Coca-Cola, took drastic measures Uh, The MLB moved to Colorado, which ironically is an overwhelming uh, white state with even stricter voter laws. And then you have Coca-Cola, who criticized the laws without even reading them. So a lot of Americans quit drinking as much Coke. And since then, they've retracted their criticism after they read the laws. Delta did the same thing. Then you have, and I've got this in the show notes, all the things I play and I refer to, I put links in the show notes so that you can go research it yourself. There's a picture of a Santa Monica woman who um, had an Instagram photo where she's got a power drill in her hand after some uprisings there, and she's covering the windows on her business. And she was joking with local volunteer workers, but for some reason they thought she posed and it was a fake photo. So she's been threatened by the social media mob for posting that picture. I mean, Aunt Jemima, Dr. Seuss. I mean, the Dr. Seuss on that, the Seuss Enterprises, they actually decided to remove two books before they were canceled. Oh, and by the way, did you know birds are getting canceled? Yep, they're racist. And I am not joking. Google it. So cancer, cancel culture, actually cancer culture is probably a good uh, term, is creating a society of ostracism and shunning that is genuinely harming Others sparking frustration in even the most liberal. Listen to this clip by Bill uh, Maher, obviously not a Republican at all, but listen to what he says. And finally, new rule from now on, when Joe Biden veers off into one of his long-winded stories that seem to be off topic, everyone must realize he usually does have a point. But those of you who are over 50, how often did you ever see... How often do you ever see advertisements on television with black and white couples? Not a joke. I challenge you, find today when you turn on the stations, sit on one station for two hours, and I don't know how many commercials you'll see, lay eight to five. Two to three out of five have mixed-race couples in them. I'm going to tell you. I know it sounds kind of out of left field, but actually Uncle Joe is pointing liberals towards something they need to be more aware of. They have a bad case of progressophobia. That's the phrase coined by Steven Pinker to describe a brain disorder that strikes liberals and makes them incapable of recognizing progress. It's like situational blindness, only what you can't see is that your dorm in 2021 is better than the South before the Civil War. If you think America is more racist now than ever, more sexist than before women could vote, and more homophobic than when blowjobs were a felony, you have progressophobia and should adjust your mask because it's covering your eyes. You know, before before 2012, every time gay marriage was put before a state's voters, it lost. 35 times in a row. 
Now it's the law of the land in every state. Even half of Republicans are for it. The other half are for closeted gay sex. (laughs) The chant from gay protesters used to be, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Well, we did. This is Pride Month, and it's not even a big deal anymore. 30 days of parades and festivals celebrating a cause that was once so divisive, Ellen had to pretend to be straight. (laughs) State houses fly Pride flags now. Disney celebrates it. By federal law, every single TV show must include a storyline about lesbians having a baby. (laughs) If someone announces they're gay on TV, it's met with thunderous applause. My accountant says, Yaz Queen. (laughs) You literally can't find a major American corporation that doesn't do something for Pride Month. NASCAR does it. Raytheon, maker of high-tech lethal weaponry that kills people from the sky, does it. And I hear next year they're going to paint You Go Girl on the side of their missile. (laughs) And it's not just LGBT issues. Not that long ago, I knew people who went to prison for growing pot. And today you can legally smoke it for fun in 43% of the country, and I will. Even something like bullying, it still happens. But being outwardly cruel to people who are different is no longer acceptable. That's progress. And acknowledging progress isn't saying we're done or we don't need more. And being gloomier doesn't make you a better person. In 1958, only 4% of Americans approved of interracial marriage. Now, Gallup doesn't even bother asking. The last time they did in 2013, 87% approve. An overwhelming majority of Americans now say they want to live in a multiracial neighborhood. That is a sea change from when I was a kid. In a country that's 14% black, 18% of the incoming class of Harvard is black. And since 2017, white students are not even a majority in our public colleges. Employees of color make up 47% of Microsoft, 50% of Target, 55% of The Gap, as companies become desperate to look like their TV commercials. (laughs) The, uh, The Friends reunion we just had looked weird, because if you even suggested a show today about six people, all of whom were straight and white, the network would laugh you out of the room and then cancel you on Twitter. (laughs) And yet there is a recurrent theme on the far left that things have never been worse. Kevin Hart expressed a view many hold when he told the New York Times, you're witnessing white power and white privilege at an all-time high. This is one of the big problems with wokeness, that what you say doesn't have to make sense or jibe with the facts, or ever be challenged, lest the challenge itself be conflated with racism. But saying white power and privilege is at an all-time high is just ridiculous. Higher than a century ago, the year of the Tulsa race massacre? Higher than the years when the KKK rode unchecked and Jim Crow went unchallenged? Higher than the 1960s when the Supremes and Willie Mays still couldn't stay in the same hotel as the white people they were working with? Higher than during slavery, 
And I mean actual slavery, not Prince doesn't like his record contract slavery. <laughs> Racism is still unfortunately still with us. We have the footage in policing, housing, job discrimination, segregated schools, wealth inequality. The legacy of injustice sadly lives on and demands remedial action. I understand as best I can how racism singes a person's soul so much that they might see it everywhere. But seeing clearly is necessary for actually fixing problems. And clearly, racism is simply no longer everywhere. It's not in my home, and it probably isn't in yours, if I read my audience right, and I think I do. For most of the country, the most unhip thing you could ever be today is a racist. Even Derek Chauvin was not backed up by his fellow officers, and that never used to happen. The low point of race relations wasn't Kim Kardashian wearing cornrows, <laughs> even though it happened on Snapchat and George Wallace standing in a doorway didn't. Because here's the thing, kids. There actually was a world before you got here. We date human events, A.D. and B.C., but we need a third marker for millennials and Gen Z. B.Y., before you. <laughs> it's telling that in a recent Harvard youth poll of Americans between 18 and 29, 72% of blacks said they were hopeful about the future of America, as compared to only 46% of whites. I'm not surprised. There are a hell of a lot of Americans trying really hard these days to embrace a new spirit of inclusion and self-reflection, and this progressive allergy to acknowledging societal advances is self-defeating, because progress and hope that we can achieve it is the product we're selling. And having a warped view of reality leads to policies that are warped. Black-only dorms and graduation ceremonies a growing belief in whiteness as a malady and white people as irredeemable, giving up on a colorblind society. Only if you believe we've made no progress does any of that make sense. I can name some things that actually are worse than they've ever been before, like the environment and homelessness in L.A. and the prospects for maintaining an actual democracy in America. But where progress has been made, it's not a sin and it's certainly not inaccurate to say, we've come a long way, baby. Not mission accomplished, just a long way. So while I obviously don't believe, with, uh, believe all of his views, he has a good point. But what's fascinating is this is coming from a person who is definitely of liberal persuasion. He even said the other day in one of his uh, clips is that, uh, the cancel culture woke crowd is never happy. You can never, ever make them happy. So the real source, uh, I believe, behind cancel culture is actually a religious spirit. What do I mean? Well, religion is form without power, rules without relationship, and progressive ideology is a religion complete with their doctrine, their priests, which are their political leaders and activists, and prophets, which is the media, and they use the platforms they have to control others very well. 
And along with any religion, there are rules. And if you break those rules, you are stoned to death, unless, of course, you're one of the priests or the prophets. A religious spirit is all about fear-based control. I mean, think of people having to apologize for speaking common sense, like, don't burn your cities down. A religious spirit always opposes and silences voices that are not in agreement. We saw this over and over with Jesus and the religious leaders to the point that they had him crucified. Everything done by the religious spirit always opposes and silences voices that are not in agreement. It's meant to keep others under control. But remember, the rules are only for thee, not for me. You have to remember that. And so... In um, Pew Research, Americans and cancel culture, um, some people see it as accountability. Some people see it as a true, um, I guess you would say, perfect storm that is a threat to uh, free speech in American culture. Uh, Some say cancel culture is a movement to remove celebrity stats or esteem from a person, place, or thing based on offensive behavior and transgression. Well, another one said, well, it's a method of withdrawing support for public figures or companies. It can also be considered to be used as a form of online shaming on social media platforms. Okay, well, then you have others that say cancel culture is trying to silence someone that does not have the same belief as you. Basically, it's taking their First Amendment rights away. It violates affected people's civil rights. It's rewriting history and stopping the acknowledgement of facts because they're offensive to a racial, religious, ethnic, economic group, etc. It, it is a rewriting of history to make people comfortable by ignoring facts, things that really happened, good or bad. And so it goes on and on and on. I mean, you've got others that say it's destroying a person's career or reputation based on past events in which that person participated or past statements that person has made, even if their beliefs or opinions have changed. And so, um, I, well, let me read this last one by a liberal Democrat. He said, cancel culture is a synonym for political correctness where words and phrases are taken out of context to bury the careers of people, a mob mentality. So as you can see, more and more people are really having enough of cancel culture, and some still think it's a great way to hold people accountable. Now, does this mean that, you know, bad people or that people should be allowed to say bad things? Yes, because that's under or that's a right under the freedom of speech. So absolutely they can. Let me just read that to you. This is the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So yeah, stupid people can say bad things. That's the beauty of America. All you have to do is turn them off, not listen to them, don't buy their product, whatever it is. But canceling people and ruining everything about them to where they can't even work is despicable. Just like it's despicable for people to say bad things, it is despicable to ruin people's lives because you don't agree with them and you're the one that has decided you are the moral compass of this nation. You will never get rid of despicable people. You will never get rid of despicable speech ever. It's a fake ideal no matter how many try to shut up even those who are innocent of wrongdoing. So what can be done? Well, one of the most powerful weapons we have to have is to start hitting cancel culture adherence in the pocketbook. Now, I'm not big on boycotting necessarily, 
but sending a clear economic message is very effective. Number two, stop apologizing. You have a right to say what you want to say. Now, of course, the Supreme Court has said that you can't use speech to incite violence. That's fine. But uh, unless it's inciting violence, just leave people alone and quit apologizing. Don't back down. We need more voices out there that refuse to do so. Again, Goya is a great example. In fact, there are more of us than them. And if we all refuse to be silenced and support those who are being canceled, it would eventually stop the nonsense. Like if you look at those who protest, it's usually only a few people throwing a fit. We have more of us than them in this country. The only thing is the people that are causing all of this are well-funded and they're well-organized and it can make a molehill into a mountain. But again, there's more of us than them. Support those who are canceled. Buy their products. Take up for them publicly. Speak truth. Educate others. Teach your kids about the dangers of cancel culture because they're being taught that in school, I guarantee it. Tell them how it divides us as a nation, which, by the way, is the goal. Tell them that it's a serious threat to free speech and help them understand what free speech means. Start a counter-movement of giving grace to those who maybe said things or done things in the past that was not reflective of who they are now. Get involved in local matters like city and county councils, school boards, etc. And vote cancel culture people out. So I hope this has helped you. And I want to give some recommended reading before we get to the good news. And by the way, if you heard Jesus is waiting for you, that's my phone reminding me it's time for prayer. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But my recommended reading is the same as last week. Um, the Socialism in America or Socialism Never Sleeps by Chumley. It is a fabulous book. And if you get it and read it, please take note of the chapter on school or teacher unions because we're going to dive into that because they are trying to take over this country. So the good news, number one, is this is going to backfire. More and more Americans, including even liberals, are getting tired of the entire thing. I mean, who can live in a culture that polices speech like it does? We're creating a snitch culture culture similar to what we see in the past, like Hitler's Germany, the Soviet Union, and current nations where everything is policed. Who wants that? No one. And by the way, for the young people that think this is a necessary part so that we can make sure everybody's included, like Bill Mayers, Marr said, we've been around for a long time. We know what we're doing, so you can just go ahead and take your self-righteous views back to where they belong and let us live our lives as we see fit. So with that, I want to, and I'll put the link in the show, no- show notes, but... <laughs> There's a horse that photobombed a maternity shoot with a hilarious smile, and the owner said that he's always into mischief. And uh, whenever um, Amanda Eckstein and Philip Warner posed together for maternity shoot, they never thought the horse would actually steal the show. So the photographer, Kristen Zafiro, of Photography by Kristen in Indiana, captured the moment earlier uh, in June, and it might have been... Oh, I can't see the date. Um, I don't know if it was this year or maybe last year, but it quickly went went viral because Buckshot, a 12-year-old Tennessee walker, made sure to smile for the camera while Eckstein and Warner posed in a shady area surrounded by trees. They said he's 
proven to be a joker, jokester in the last 10 years. And anyway, I just thought it was really, really neat. They said he's like the class clown of the group. And again, he's always into mischief. And she said that the photographer said that she definitely laughed and continued to laugh once he kept it up. And then he just kept doing it. So um, Amanda, obviously the mother-to-be, rolled her eyes and thought, oh boy. So anyway, it's a great photo. He just kept smiling and smiling and smiling. And I will include that link in the show, no- show notes so you can get a, 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 a good laugh and a good smile out of that as well. All right, so next week, I'm either going to tackle Critical Race Theory or BLM. I haven't decided yet, but you'll know next Monday when the new episode drops. Thank you.